to A Texan's View of the World with your host, Jeb Bashaw. Howdy, my name is Jeb Bashaw, and this is my podcast, A Texan's View of the World. To those of you who have been listening in, thank you. I appreciate your support and sharing the podcast with your friends. Our audience is growing, and you make that happen. As you know, the podcast is available on Google, iTunes, Spotify, and most recently added on iHeartRadio. So ask your friends to join in. Today's topic is on what I will refer to as misplaced societal values. As I watch the riots night after night on TV in major cities across America, I don't see people freely exercising their freedom of speech. I see a bunch of thugs trying to tear down our country. I don't see oppressed people who are yearning for freedom. I see a bunch of spoiled brats with little else to do. It's clear that they don't have jobs and don't want jobs. Have you noticed whenever they loot a store, they never take the work boots? They take TVs and stereos and Game Boys. They want handouts and participation trophies for showing up with a mask just to throw Molotov cocktails at the police, our men and women in blue. I don't see people with better ideas debating in the public square for the public good. I see lynch mobs tearing down statues and shouting down anyone with a different opinion. In a word, I see ignorance, and lots of it. Ignorance about the founding of this country, ignorance about the difference between a God-given right and a man-declared right. I see the ignorance of not knowing how the freedoms this country offers were earned by our forefathers. I am hard to know that this was a small subset of our country. They are aided and abetted by an angry, liberal swamp that is being swept up in the stupidity of the moment. These people are bought and paid for agitators. These are not grassroots movements. They are astroturf movements. They are as fake as the grass on a putt-putt course. Their ignorance shows every time they open their mouth. They are also aided and abetted by a mainstream media who has long since given up on reporting. Instead, we now have a media that creates a narrative to make sure you think like they do. And then they report the narrative as, quote, news. Frankly, it's a disgusting display of hubris brought to you by a prideful subset of our society who think that they know what is best for you. How do we know this to be true? Because those same media chieftains continue to try and shut down dissent. Do you see any liberals being put in Facebook jail for their beliefs or thoughts? What about Twitter? Do you see any liberal politicians having their Twitter feed deleted for inappropriate content? Apparently, Suggesting an idea or a different way of thought is more harmful in Twitter's eyes than having a comedian taking a bleeding head that looks like the President of the United States and holding up as a scalp claimed by a caste that suffers from the worst form of Trump derangement syndrome. So that's where we are. But I've spoken about our lack of civility before. I want to now discuss how our society values things differently than we did, because obviously we've lost our way. In 1956, one of the greatest football players of all time, Johnny Unitas, signed a contract for $7,000. You heard that right, $7,000. It was fully unguaranteed. I was a huge Johnny U fan because I was raised by a Baltimore native who loved all things Baltimore, and particularly the Baltimore Colts. The average salary of all men that year, away from football, was an average of about $3,800. 
So Johnny's used gig wasn't a bad gig, but it wasn't what it is today. The best payday Johnny U ever had was $125,000, which in today's money would be worth about $582,000. In the NFL today, there are approximately 1,696 players. This is comprised of 32 teams with 53 active players plus five players on what's known as the practice squad. Today, the league minimum for a player that has never played a down is $480,000. The average salary in the NFL is $2.7 million, although they are quick to add the mean is a mere $860,000. That means the league payroll today is over $4 billion. $4 billion to play football. When you Google highest paid NFL players, they start with number 50. That's not his jersey number. That's the, where his ranking is in terms of how much money he makes. His name is Nick Foles, and he will make $15.6 million this year. The number one player is Russell Wilson, and he will make $53 million this year. These aren't golfers. These are ensemble players. They make nothing. They invent nothing. They provide no tangible good to society other than entertainment. I'm sure they have a charity they support. They probably have a personal trainer, a business manager, a masseuse, a driver, and a secretary. But those are all personal factotums. It's an entourage. It's a posse. Let's contrast that to school teachers. I love school teachers. My mom was a school teacher. And school teachers are what should separate our children academically from the rest of the world. They work at least 10 months of the year in the classroom. Often they spend more time with our children than we do. Additionally, they do summer projects, and sometimes they take summer jobs just to amplify their earnings. In 1959, school teachers were paid an average of $4,995 per year, just under $5,000. Today, they are paid approximately $59,000 on average. Adjusted for inflation, that's less than they were paid five years ago. Does that sound to you like our values are maybe just a little out of whack? Would you take responsibility for 20 children who are not your own for $30 an hour? I wouldn't. I'm not qualified, and I don't have the patience. But I'm not picking on football players. In fact, the situation is the same in other professional sports. The NBA has 450 active players. The average salary is $7.7 million per year. That's $7.7 million per year to play basketball. Major League Baseball has 877 roster players, and the average salary there is $4.4 million. So what does that look like? NFL players play 16 games per year. Basketball players play 81 games per year. And baseball players play 162 games per year. Of course, each player doesn't play every game and doesn't even play the entire game. In a strange way, in baseball, the pitchers, who are typically the highest paid, only play once every four to five days. In football, players only play half the game, either offense or defense. School teachers play every day, five days a week for 10 hours a day, minimum. NBA games only last an hour without timeouts so the players can rest and regroup. Football games only last two hours without timeouts and a 15-minute halftime, and baseball games last about two and a half hours. So let's figure not by salary, but by hour, and we will assume the players play the entire game. 
So teachers make approximately $30 per hour for the game time activities. Basketball players make approximately, on average, $95,000 per hour. Football players make an average of $168,750 per hour. And Major League basketball, major league Baseball players make an average of $13,000 per hour. So how does that sound? Does that seem like a good way to build a culture, to make students appreciate the value of hard work, to appreciate getting up every day, making lunches, getting the kids in the car, driving to school, then going to work all day, coming home to pick up the kids, after school sports, dinner and homework, and then put them to bed? Let me repeat, it's not the player's fault. If someone wants to pay them that much money to play a kid's game, then good for them. More power to them. That's America. And yes, I know the average career span of a football player is four years. And a basketball player and a baseball player are either mildly higher or lower. I get it. But as Hyman Ross says in The Godfather 2, Michael, this is the business we've chosen. But let's talk about school teachers, because this is the business they've chosen, thank God. As we review where we are culturally with riots in the streets, people marching under the false pretenses that there is some wave of police brutality, let's look at what happened to our school teachers. In 2016, the last year for which there is data available, 5.8% of the nation's 3.8 million teachers were physically attacked by a student. Let me say that again. 5.8% of the nation's 3.8 million teachers were physically attacked by a student. That's a little over 200,000 attacks per year, and almost 10% were threatened with injury. Now, that whopping $60,000 per year salary doesn't seem as big as it used to, does it? But let's look at police officers. There are approximately 800,000 police officers in the United States. They, by coincidence, make an average salary of 65000 per year, just slightly ahead of school teachers. In 2015, the last year for which records are available, approximately 50,000 police officers were assaulted in the line of duty. This number is probably low because it requires voluntary reporting. But finally, here's the worst news. The average life expectancy of a police officer is 57 years old. That's 57 years old, 22 years less than the general population. To make it more specific, had I been a police officer instead of a financial advisor, I would be staring down at my gravestone instead of my computer screen because I happen to be 57 years old. So what happened? Why are we so quick to provide adulation to sports stars, money, praise, and we value school teachers and first responders so little? I don't have the answer to that, but I'd like to share some ideas. First, since the time of the ancient Greeks, society has always been infatuated with people who can excel in sports at the highest level. Even as a kid, we had PF Flyers, and their motto was, we make you run faster and jump higher. Sadly, there's no Olympics for 57-year-old sedentary armchair quarterbacks like myself. But even at the time of the Greeks, the great thinkers were held in high esteem. Of course, back then... Much less of the populace was educated, and very even less were even literate. So those that could read and write the language were considered rock stars. Athletes were all amateurs. Their skills were clearly God-given, but that was understood. As the Roman Empire came along, 
the Romans started to move towards watching the games in the Colosseum. No longer were there tests of strength and speed as in ancient Greece. Now they entered a new level of danger by having those participants literally in a life and death match against lions, tigers, and animals of all kinds. People paid money to come see a man killed or maimed. They even had naval battles in the Colosseum by filling the venue with water. Most of the combatants were slaves or prisoners of war. They were not highly thought of. So now today we have many of the same types of showmanship. We continually build new arenas at public expense. Only the rich can afford to go to a football game or sit courtside at a basketball game. Sometimes the combatants are carried off the field in a wounded posture. A complete silence comes over the crowd as the wounded are removed. Within minutes, the cheers of the crowd come back as a new player takes his place. The only difference is that these combatants are well paid. But just as in the times of Titus and the Flavian emperors, there's always another one to take his place in the field of battle. They are rarely mortally wounded in today's world, but the end of a career at $10 million a year could be a fate worse than death. So now comes COVID-19. Even the highest paid athletes are protected from the masses in these gilded modern-day coliseums. They are playing a child's game with all the accoutrements of the kings and courtiers of a previous time. We even make cutout fans to cheer them on as they play in relative silence. How crazy is that? But what about our teachers? The science says they are at little risk. The infection rate among children is extremely low. Even the transmittal rate seems modest and in line with other flu epidemics of the past. Yet unlike the athletes who play and are paid, we are asking teachers to go back in the classroom at a great risk to themselves. On a personal note, I'm for it. I think enough protection can be afforded to protect both the students and the faculty. As an aside, my firm has not missed a single day. So I'm not asking teachers to do something I myself have not done. I do find it curious, however, that this is where we are. Millionaires who provide us little but entertainment are protected, while the teachers who do the heavy lifting and moving our society forward get short shrift as they work to make our children more educated in mind and body. And what do we get for adulation of these so-called sports stars? They mock us with their feigned indignation of playing, quote, for the man, the man who pays them on average $4 million per year to play a child's game. To play a child's game either 16 days a year, 81 days a year, or 162 days per year. Meanwhile, we ask our first responders, our policemen, and our school teachers to play the game 365 days per year for 180th of the compensation and risk being attacked by the very people they come to work to serve and protect. In conclusion, I'm not asking for anything but a fair appraisal of where we are. If we as a society believe there is good use for our time, talents, and treasures, and this is a good use for our time, talent, and treasure, to pay athletes millions of dollars a year, and school teachers and first responders nothing more than living wage, then we need to be prepared to deal with the outcome. As I reflect on the end of the Roman Empire, it doesn't take a historian of world-class knowledge to see how this may eventually end. It doesn't end well for the civilization which embraces it. 
I believe we need to have a dialogue, a real dialogue about where we put our resources going forward to make this a better place to build a business, raise your children, and prepare for retirement of freedom. If we don't do it soon, we may end up the way of past civilizations who realized too late the mistakes they had made. Finally, if you don't believe this is an important discussion to have, let me ask you two questions. First, who was the teacher that in your life made the biggest influence on you? What did they teach you? For me, it was a tie. Mr. Hicks for speech and debate and Father Chris Billack for Latin. I will never forget the influence these two men had in my life. And in the latter's case, I was happy and honored to serve him late in his life as a pallbearer. Now from memory, tell yourself who the 2019 National Football League most valuable player was. Any idea? I don't know. Honestly, I had to look it up too. Because today's most valuable player is an asterisk in my life. But a policeman who protects me and my family, or a school teacher who took an extra minute to help me, are much more valuable, noteworthy, and worth remembering than an athlete with a short shelf life. Thanks for listening to my podcast. Remember that yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, and today is a gift from God, which is why we call it the present. I'm Jeb Bashaw, and this is my podcast, A Texan's View of the World.